This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Well, can I just start by saying, I can't believe we had another snow day, another snow day. And here's the thing, I tell you what else, I can't believe how accurate the weather forecasting has been recently. And when I used to do the weather on the radio, it was always wrong. <laughs> always. Anyway, welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast. I hope you survived the snow. And it's just, I've got to say, that sort of seven, eight o'clock in the morning. You know, if you were going to work yesterday or taking kids to school yesterday, if you weren't at home, that is just the worst time. That is just the most disruptive time, especially in Harrogate, because it really, it really doesn't take much to disrupt traffic in Harrogate. But it was, you know, Hutton Bank at Ripon and Harlow Hill and Blubber Houses and all those usual places. So I hope you were safe and well yesterday. And welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast, as I say, sponsored by Hacks with me, Nick Hancock. And well, today, we're not talking about snow. We're thinking of normally sunny summer days. Often, often it's the same time. If you think of early June, it's often the same time as there's a World Cup on or like an England match in the European Championship. So normally really good weather, a really good drinking day, a really good family day. I am talking, of course, about Knaresborough Bed Race Day, the second Saturday every single June. Apart from last year and, as it turns out, apart from this year, our special guest from the Knaresborough Lions is Kevin Lloyd, who's going to tell us all about such a tough decision they've had to make. So he's our special guest on Wednesday's podcast. So, Kevin, can you just start by talking us through the decision that you guys have had to make? Yeah, so we've unfortunately had to cancel the Great Knaresborough Bed Race 2021. A decision that wasn't taken lightly, but was taken in consultation with the police, the health service, St John's Ambulance, who provide our health cover on the day, um, and the traffic management company. Um, it's clear that an event on the scale of Bed Race is going to be very difficult this year. The, the guidance on the government website and on the um, association of festivals and so on means that or suggests that um, social distancing will, will still be needed, certainly until a really high proportion of the population is vaccinated. You've been to Bed Race, Nick, you've seen the crowds, you try social distancing that it, it will just be so difficult to achieve, um, I, I can't envisage it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural optimist, but I, I think public health, public safety is an important factor of the event. And we've got to look at the police are having enough difficulty right now when we're supposed to be in lockdown, managing crowds of visitors coming to tourist places up the dale, but even Nesbra, I understand they were interviewing fully people down at Cunningham Hall today uh, to say, why have you travelled to come here to go for a walk? Um, amplify that by an event like Bed Race, and you understand it's going to be difficult to manage. 
our first aid cover on the day extends up to having paramedics, doctors and ambulances on site. They're provided by uh, St John's Ambulance. But all of those key people are frontline healthcare workers in A&E, in ambulances. Uh, and their volunteers are also supporting the health service with, with ambulance drivers and so on. So that, that's a set of resources that it, it would be unfair of us to try to call upon. And then there's the sheer impact of if, if the local NHS is already at its limits or, or just coming down from being at a peak, we can't really put additional burden on them. We know bed race doesn't usually have any significant issues, touch wood, you know, broken ankle and twisted knee. What if something did happen? Um, so it, it's all of those factors come together. And when you talk them through and how you can mitigate them, you, you have to say, actually, it would be irresponsible to go ahead this year. At this point, with so much planning that will we'll then go ahead, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's too close to when we're going to be coming out of this lockdown, isn't it? Exactly. It, it, it would be close behind any, any relaxation of rules. But also, you could say, well, why have you made the decision this early? The fact is that this is the, the go-no-go point for us. We will be spending significant sums of money in arranging traffic management, health cover, and all of the other logistics that go with bed race. You know, by, by the time the, the teams assemble in the castle yard on bed race day, we've spent £30,000, and a lot of that money is committed right now. Um, so as a charity... We have responsibilities and we're, we're examined by the Charities Commission and so on. And if we had to cancel the event and, and lay out cancellation fees, you could say that was irresponsible behaviour. And I, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on against that argument. Uh, so we, we have our, our responsibilities to our own charity as well as to uh, wider society. So that's, that's why the decision has been taken so early in some people's minds. We did look at alternative dates. We, we did say that we would try to stage it later in the year. So August, well, two weeks of August is fever. We, we wouldn't want to uh, damage uh, fever by, by drawing away from it or, or, or clashing with it. Then you're into September, the traffic management company that we use who they're loyal to us, so we need to be loyal to them. They've only got one date available in, in September and October. Uh, and when we looked just at a couple of churches, there are already weddings booked on that date in places that would be within the bed race exclusion zone. I really didn't fancy phoning up a bride and saying, sorry, I'm going to mess your wedding day up. I, I didn't think that was in the spirit of bed race. So we did argue quite strongly within the, within the club, which is what we expect to do, uh, have a good, healthy debate about whether we can go ahead or whether we should do or, or not do something. And we all agreed um, unanimously that this was the right thing to do, was let's focus on next year. But I do intend to do what we did last year and stage some sort of virtual event I hope you'll get on board with that. 
Um, last year's was kind of thrown together at the last minute, having made the cancellation decision quite late on. Uh, this year we've got a bit, bit more time to think about it, come up with some crazy ideas of things that we can do safely uh, and see if we can just keep bed race in the calendar uh, as, you know, that's what happens on the second Saturday in June every year and see if we can make the virtual event into something even more fun than last year's was. Well, it's, I mean, you can't explain to anybody who hasn't been to the Nesbitt Bears, but it is just epic. It's sort of probably, it's right up there, one of the best things that happens around here. It's one of the best things that happens in the whole of Yorkshire. And there's so many different aspects to it. I mean, it is, it's one of those where when you get told about it before, you've not, if you've not been before, you can't actually believe it until you're there, but it's so special. And, and, and it really is it really is one of those that I know everybody will be will be upset about this. But from the Lions point of view, I know that you guys put so much work into this. It's such a big part of your lives. How is everybody on the team feeling? Because I can imagine that it's it's you know, it's been such a long year with the pandemic. Anyway, it, it must be really gutting for you guys to have, have, have had to come to this decision. Yeah, I, I think I can honestly say that the rest of the team feel the way that I do. We had geared ourselves up so strongly to, to make sure that we did a bed race this year and then to, to have to make the decision to, to stop. Wasn't easy, we don't like it. None of us are happy about it, but it's the right thing to do with all the other considerations that I, I explained earlier. So, but we're positive, we're, we're Nesborough Lions, we'll bounce back and we'll get on with the other events that you do, we do, you know, we, we managed to get out at Christmas with the sleigh, uh, an awful lot of other Lions clubs and other groups that do sleigh or, or Santa Claus events pulled out, but we found a way to do it safely and make sure that we brought that magic to the town. We've got our, our beer festival to look forward to, uh, hopefully during fever, uh, and we'll be throwing uh, all of our energy into that and we'll look at doing some other smaller scale events that we can manage in a COVID sensitive way. So we have got our best thinking heads on on that front uh, and you know, watch this space. We'll, we'll be coming up with something uh, even if we have to go back to doing the cow pack game. So uh, yeah, we, we'll, we're up for some fun this summer. We'll, we'll make something happen. Well, let us know if you can help with virtual shows. I'd love to be involved with that again, Kevin. And thank you so much for your time as well. It's, um, yeah, I think it's one of those that it, it's it's so, I mean, it's a bit like Christmas Day. It's just it's just part of the calendar that, that you know, it, um, even, 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 missing, even missing two years, you know, in the in the grand scheme of the the great history of the bed race, doesn't doesn't really matter. And uh, yeah, can't can't wait for it to bounce back, and it'll be even more special now when it when it does return. Yeah, I believe in the local hospitality trade. It's actually bigger than Christmas Day. Yeah, because um, <laughs> the pubs do so well out of it. Uh, and you know, that's one of the things that we we had to think about was the the economic damage to the town by not staging the bed race. Uh, We've got, to, we've got to be safe. We've got to make sure that we can stage the event in a safe way. And it, it's so boring to have to say that, but it's reality. It's the truth. It, it is such a big deal. Um, yeah, we, we're going to miss it. We have so much fun on Bed Race Day. It's hard work. 
you know, there's a lot of work goes into it. And on the day, look at us at eight o'clock in the evening, we're exhausted, but we've had fun. Uh, and we love, we love the, the joy of the parade, seeing everybody having fun. The race, you know, the crackerjack doing, doing that race. It, it's mad to even consider doing it, but everybody's queuing up. You know, we have the, the draw every year to, to limit the number of teams that come in. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of mad people in those, but I don't I say that in the nicest possible sense of the term in these politically correct days, but yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be a little bit, um, Cruel to yourself. Uh, was it Rory McGrath, the TV comedian, ran the bed race 10, 11 years ago. And he said the, the climb up Castle Ings did to his body physically what a marathon does. And he runs marathons. And he got to the top of that hill and he was absolutely out for the count. So, um, yeah, you've got to want to do that to your body and swim across the river and all those other strange things that are part of this wonderful, wonderful event that is the Great Nesbury Bedrooms. I've always been a spectator, I'm afraid, particularly the river crossing. <laughs> I've never wanted to run in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kevin. Lots of love to all the team. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you a bit later on in the summer. And thanks for yeah. joining us. Hopefully the next thing we'll be talking about is something positive like the beer fest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>